Okay, I got, I got a couple minutes here. I'm in the closet. I'm hiding. If I'm whispering or I sound like I'm whispering, it's because I'm whispering because I'm hiding in a tiny closet while Stella sleeps in the crib. Not in the same room. Not in the same room. Here's what happened. Today's been amazing. And I'm sorry it's been so long. Please just keep, hold on, holding on. Hold on for one more day. I shouldn't quit my day job. But I did get to leave my day job today because my world, my work is a wondrous, mysterious, nothing makes a whole lot of fucking sense type place. Last week, there were not enough people. For some reason, time change Monday, way too many people. Does anyone want to go home, they said. Well, that is one of the stupidest fucking questions I've ever heard. Yes. Let me repeat, yes. So I said, hang on a second, hold my spot. I text Sarah, should I come home today? Send, phone call. She said, come home, come home right now. Just please, God, come home. And I said, sure. Anything for you, sweet cheeks. And I did, I ran over. And uh, I booked my time off, and then I was skipping out of the place, and I'm like, I've got a golden ticket. And I left, and I skipped all the way to the car, and it was great. So that's why I'm in the closet right now, and I thought, okay, if I'm going to take today off, then I'm going to live, and I'm going to live like I've never lived before. So there's a lot of things that have happened. I don't know what you want to hear. I kind of wish you were sitting in this tiny little closet with me. And there would probably be room for most of you because I've let this show completely go off the rails. There's no consistency. Rose is floating this whole fucking endeavor. And I'm in a closet. I'm in a closet in a home that I technically don't really own anymore. What? What do you mean? Well, we've been trying to sell our house and we tried before Christmas to no avail because no one wants to live in this style of a attached uh, attached home. And so we we kind of got bent over a little bit on the sale of the home. Um it it still burns uh it it hurts, okay? But we didn't lose any money. Just most of our money went to real estate fees. And what are you going to do? Like, I'm trying so hard <laughs> to just be like, you know, that's the way the world works. But old angry Sanchez wants to come back and she wants to fucking smash shit. So that's how that went. OK, but the good news is we sold. We're out. Uh, a, a nice Chinaman family will be moving in here. They really bent us over, but good. And they won. And that's OK. And that's all right. But where where are we going to live? What an excellent question. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, it's funny because we need to move into a teeny tiny itsy bitsy little area of the city so that my kid can stay in the same daycare because the daycare only walks the kids to, wait for it, one school. <sighs> okay. And that's okay. You know what? It's a daycare. What do you fucking want? So we want to move anyway. But what we want to do is move into the school catchment so that uh, my kids will have a great daycare spot that they love and they will be able to get to school, to the one school. So you'd think, hmm, trying to sell this stupid place that we live in now would take forever. And that's what I thought. And then you'd think, well, there are tons of houses in that neighborhood, 57 at least. One of them is bound to come up for sale. So you'd think it'd be easier to buy than it would be to sell except we sold after putting it on the market for like three days. So uh, it turns out the price is everything. And then giving it away really seals the deal. So when I, my advice to you in real estate, and trust me, I am a mogul of sorts at this point, okay, is you want to you wanna buy real high, okay? Here's what you do. You buy real high, sell real low, right? Most people have that reversed because most people like to make money on these types of things. Not me. No, no, no. I want to come out with just enough money for the legal fees and the cost of moving. That's it. No more. I don't need it. Not me. Nope. Money's for the week. No, 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 no. I've been taking a lot of lorazepam, uh, also known as Ativan, and I got it from my sister, the, the pharmacist, and I got to tell you, it's making me feel great. Feel calm. I'm able to sleep. The anxiety is not crippling anymore. I, I, I'm no longer having chest pains. So when, when you say, where are you going to live? And I say, no idea. The countdown is on. Well, I, I have no idea and the countdown's on. 
So we're looking. We are looking. We're looking. We're looking. We're looking. And we're also looking to buy high. Okay? So that the tradition will continue. So in 20 years when we do decide to sell this wherever the fuck we're going to live, we're going to have bought high and then sell low again. Because once I find a philosophy, I stick with it 110%. 110%. So I'm currently in this closet and I've bought some new podcasting equipment, one of which is a shock mount. And the other of which is kind of like, they call it a boom arm for those in the know. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, podcasting, it's very exclusive. Not any fucking loser hiding in a closet can do it. <laughs> Having a hard time. It's the Ativan. I don't know what is going on anymore. I can, I just don't know what is happening. So I bought a boom arm. I've got a shock mount. I'm going to mount the shock mount onto the boom arm and then it'll be great. But as for right now, I am holding the shock mount with the microphone attached to it because I don't want to put the boom arm on a table that I'm not going to be able to use. I don't want to take it apart again. So I'm just, I'm hoping in this new house, wherever and whenever it comes up, we'll have a tiny little closet there that I can use for this. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. So that's where we're at. And these contact lenses, it's like I have fucking cataracts. I can't see. I don't know what the problem is. Did I ever tell that story about my going to the optometrist? I think I might have, so I'm going to tell it briefly. Go to the optometrist. There's some asshole dad there with his kids. And I go in there. It turns out I have really dry eyes, uh, which I've never had a problem with before. But these contact lenses are for people with astigmatism, so they don't spin as much. But my problem is that they aren't spinning, so everything just looks constantly blurry. So I'm in there, and this nice young lady, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, good luck with the next group, because those kids are total assholes. And then I grab the knob, and I open the door, and the asshole kids are sitting there. That's a real, that's a real Sanchez thing to do. Okay, now what do you want to get to next? We can do my dead uncle. Uh, we can do the fact that I have nowhere to live. Dead uncle? You want to do dead uncle? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to stop making all these mouth noises. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so out of practice. I don't even know how this is supposed to work on a good day. This is not a good day. This is a day to get shit done. This is my golden ticket day. We've got to drop shit off at Stella's daycare. What? Yeah, Stella has a daycare now. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a place to go. It's going to cost us a fucking fortune because we have to start paying. Oh, we had to start paying March 8th. So great. And Sarah's not going back to work till middle of June. That's fun really love spending $600 on a, $600 a month on a program I'm not even going to really fucking use. But great. Isn't that great? That's another. <laughs> really, we should be lucky that we even have a spot. And the only reason we have a spot is uh, we got ourselves on the list nice and early. That's not true. <laughs> I can't even lie about it. Our daycare lady sent that daycare lady a referral letter, and that's why we got the spot, because we're not cunts. Or at least behind it very well. So don't tell anybody, okay? But she's got a spot. Thank you, Jesus. There we are. So back to my dead uncle. Okay, I don't know how to do enough background history on my family so that this will make enough sense because I don't have a lot of time right now. But what I can say is my family is definitely the black sheep of the family. Okay, we aren't classy Italians. We aren't even low-brow Italians that have the plastic on the furniture, you know, that that whole scenario, it's not even us. We're just, we're just trash. Okay. I'm just going to say it. We're just trash. And this uncle that's, you know, my dad was the first spouse out of all the spouses to have passed away. So this is like the second member of my aunts and uncles to have died. He was 85 and he was great. I don't have a lot of memories of him, but what I remember, just a really kind guy. I feel like his family, his kids are the most well-adjusted out of all of us because, you know, when you're an Italian immigrant and you're used to living the old school way of raising kids, like how you were raised is usually how you raise your kids, right? And my parents were raised pretty, uh, I'm going to say with a firm hand, and that hand was usually slapping, all right? So... They did their best. And by today's standards, their best was child abuse. But it's, you know, that's live and learn, right? Live and learn. So uh, needless to say, I feel like this uncle that's passed away, let's call him Jimmy, which is not very Italian. What's a good? Let's call him Tony. Not his real name. Okay, so Uncle Tony 
he was very nice. And usually the patriarchs of our families are kind of dicks. All right, let's just put it that way. But he was really sweet, really kind man. His kids loved him. They'd run up to him and hug him. They were happy to see him. Whereas in every other household in our family, the dad came home and you stiffened up because you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, especially at my house because my dad was a drunk for a long time until I was about 13. He was a raging alcoholic. And when he put the rage in raging, let me tell you, it was always, man, it was, oh, God. That's why I have such a thing about making sure that my kids are never afraid in their own home, because you shouldn't be. And yada, yada, who's on Ativan today? That I don't even have a prescription for. Anyway, so dead Uncle Tony, it's, you know, he's been sick for a long time. He's at a hospital. And, uh, you know, he's withdrawn his own care. He made the decision. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He's just, you know, he had trouble with his kidneys. They weren't functioning. He's 85 years old. He's just... He was ready. So they kind of just snow you under, you know, like you're aware, you can hear and stuff, but they give you, they give you enough medication so that you aren't in any pain and you just kind of sleep until you die, which is basically what they did to my dad, who, you know, in the end turned out to be a pretty decent guy when he wasn't a raging alcoholic. And I, I don't know what else to really say about that right now in this closet right exactly right now because I'm feeling really sensitive today. No, I'm not getting my period, but I am on drugs. So let's just move on. So we get there, okay? My sister's like, Uncle Tony's not doing well. We should go and just, you know, be respectful and pay our respects, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I didn't, I felt, um, you know, stressed out about it, anxious about it. It brought back a lot of memories and stuff of my dad dying and stuff. So it made me kind of feel like, you know, I was going to throw up, I guess. So uh, my sister and I went to the hospital, but we're Italian because we, you know, you got to bring food to everything. So we stopped and we got a nice, a nice fruit tray, you know, a nice little cheese and cracker and salami type thing as well. Just in case, you know, it's hungry work watching your loved one die. (laughs) I am a terrible person, but that is true. We did do that. Okay. So we get there and this is going to be really hard to believe, but I behaved inappropriately. And I was t- my whole way there, I'm talking to my sister. I'm like, please, you have to do most of the talking. I get really uncomfortable in these situations and something stupid is going to come out of my mouth. So I want to just not talk. I'm just kind of a puppet. Okay. And she's like, yeah, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't feel like you have to say anything at all. And then we get up there. Okay. And uh, my heart is pounding and my cousins are really cool. They're very, very nice. And... Uh, get in there and my cousin's there and my other my second cousin's there I haven't seen any of these people since my dad's funeral I think so that was let me see when my dad died 2004 and it's 2016 so 12 years it's been great and uh we go in there and you know, I could write a book on things not to say. I just don't know what's wrong with me. Why does this shit always come out of my mouth? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so I go in there and my cousin, I don't know, Janet, I think I always say Janice. So let's go with Janet. My cousin Janet comes up and, you know, she's visibly distressed and her dad's laying there and he just kind of snoring away and it's really weird and I don't know what to do. And uh, Janet comes up to me and she gives me a hug. She rubs my back and I rub her back and I meant it. And uh, she said, weren't you something for me? And I'm like, you know, eyebrows raised, searching my mind mentally. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Weren't you the flower girl at my wedding? And I unfortunately... Let's let's do it how it let's let's just do it. Okay, this is how it exactly how it happened. Let's role play. I'm gonna role play both parts because obviously I'm alone in a closet. She comes to me and she said, "Weren't you the flower girl at my wedding?" And without skipping a beat, I said, "Yeah, that's the last time I wore a dress." And what, what, what? Who, who the fuck am I? Fucking Shecky Green here now. There's a man. Her father is dying. In the bed, and I'm, and I'm making jokes. What is wrong with me? And I'm kind of laughing while I say it now, but what is wrong with my brain that I'm doing shtick and her dad's dying? And she's like, oh, you're so funny. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't I just 
just run and dive out of that window. I feel like that that's a good exit point for me right now. Why am I trying to do this? Why am I going out on a high note while someone is dying? What, like, just, okay. Okay. And you'd think that'd be it. You'd think that'd be it. But no, uh, my other cousins are there. They all, you know, you have to greet everyone, shake hands. Blah, blah. And you know what I say to everyone? I don't say, I'm so sorry. No, that would be great. Um, this is really sad. I say, how's it going? Yeah. How's it going? Oh, it's just great. Yeah. Dad's dying is there. Not going to be here much longer. Yeah. Matter of hours, really, they say. We're great. Thanks so much. For, like, why, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why would I say that? How's it going? Super. Never been better. This room's awesome. Look at the view. It's of the parking lot. Oh, I fucking hate myself so much. Anyway. Oh, God, I just, it burns. I don't, I just, I don't, I just, I shouldn't be allowed anywhere. I should just stay home. Really, at all costs. And, uh, okay, so, you know, we say our goodbyes. We greet this young man who's 85 and dying, okay? And we stay for very few minutes, give them the fucking fruit tray and the sausage and pickles or whatever the hell was in that thing, and say goodbye, and we leave. And that's as much damage as I did that day. Now, okay. I don't know. He died. Sorry, I kind of buried the lead in the beginning of the story, but he's dead now. Okay. And the funeral day comes up and my mom, otherwise known as little Miss Agoraphobic, uh, isn't going to the funeral. And there's there's just a part of my brain that has just stopped thinking that that is even a remote possibility. Because she just, it's just like too hard to argue with her. And she told one of my sisters that it, she's going to have a heart attack if she goes. And, you know, no one... No one wants to have a heart attack at a funeral, and I just, I don't know. what I was just like, whatever. Like, in my brain, she wasn't even coming, but one of my sisters asked. And here's another weird thing. Okay, I don't know how to differentiate between my sisters. One of them has a kid, which I am closer to, who was more of a mother figure when we were growing up. We have 11 years difference. This is the sister. Let's call her the doctor, because she gave me the prescription drugs that are making me oh so happy and mellow right now and kind of fucking weird. Okay, so she's the doctor, and the other one uh, is, I, I, I don't know what her fucking thing is. She's, something is wrong with her. She's either got, like, a narcissistic personality disorder, or she's got that, oh, shit, borderline personality disorder. Uh, and she's got highs and lows, right? And she's not very happy right now. She's, like, 41. She's living in my mom's basement. She's not in a happy, happy spot. So she lashes out, and she gets angry and mean. And what... I'm trying to do is just avoid her when she's fucking vicious and try to be nice to her when she's feeling nice. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but this is what I've been doing and I'm trying to be really mature about it, okay? So she, who doesn't pay, she doesn't pay rent at my mom's house because she quote unquote can't afford to. I asked her to help me pay for the deck. She has no money. She just got back from a three week cruise. How much does that cost? Three weeks. And not only that, she had to fly from Winnipeg to Toronto, from Toronto to New Orleans, and then I don't know where she went. So that's, I'm just going to guess that that is like, let's say somewhere, somewhere in the neighborhood of like five to $8,000. I'm going to assume I don't know much because I can't afford to travel unless my in-laws are paying to take me somewhere. So whatever, that's cool. You know what? Don't pay rent or help pay for any of the upkeep on the house you live in. You deserve a vacation because you do work one week a month. That's cool. So she's anyway. So now she's sending me these emails. She's she's has me running all over the city to get this package. Like if you're leaving on a trip, maybe don't order three or four packages that I have to kind of somehow find and bring to you because it's pretty fucking annoying. And she's just delegating and delegating and she's just you know like I've had like three or four email exchanges with her and I'm to do her bidding like get things for her and the last straw for me is she's dating this guy and he actually doesn't seem like a loser and he's not you know in my mom's dating pool he's not in his 70s so I'm happy that she's dating someone her own age who has a successful job and seems pretty nice and maybe that's part of the upswing she's on and I don't care what it is I enjoy her happy because she doesn't bring us all down and ruin everyone's fucking life when she's happy. She's just regular mean, not like just evil, you know? I can handle regular mean and bitchy. That's cool. I'm okay with that. I am that. 
But just when she sinks down to, I don't even know what you'd call that. It's just, it's unbearable. Uh, so the last straw for me was, um, I have this Oregon Oriole, Oregon, fuck, I've got, I've got rose on the brain. I've got oregano oil coming and my boyfriend, Jim, he needs it. So what I, I'm going to give him your phone number and then he's going to come pick it up from your house. Okay. And there was no question. It was a series of statements about what is to happen and I am to facilitate this happening. And I, I don't like being delegated to by her. It drives me insane. Okay. Cause I'm sitting there it's fucking freezing cold. I work full time. I have two kids. I have my own house. I have a fiance. I don't have time for this. Like in my brain, I'm like, you're coming home in seven days. O oregano oil doesn't fucking do anything. I'm going to just make that blanket statement because I don't know. But in my brain, no oil is really ever going to cure you of anything. And whatever it is, whatever's ailing him that this oregano oil is going to cure can wait a week. Okay, because A, I don't want to meet your fucking boyfriend. I'm just not interested. B, I don't know what it is that's wrong with him. And C, I don't want him knowing where I live and coming to my house. And all of these things may strain, seem strange to you. Like, why would you care? What's the big deal? Uh, the big deal is I'm not her fucking personal assistant, which is probably pissing me off the most. And it's not this guy's fault. B, there was no, she didn't ask me. She gives him my phone number. I get this long text and I'm just like, Okay, I'm not writing him back because, like, I, I don't know. I have to sort out my own fucking feelings here, okay? But she shouldn't be delegating to me. Like, I'm not your, I'm not here for you. I've got shit to do. Like, I don't have time for this kind of bullshit. And uh, I wrote her back and I was like, you know what? Like, you're pushing it and uh, I'm not doing this. He can wait seven days. And then she wrote back all bitchy. Well, I was just, I he needs it, so... Uh, whatever, you don't have to. And then she ends the email by like, oh, make sure you check the mail and take out the garbage. Oh, really? Because that's the one fucking job you do is check the mail. Half the time she doesn't even put out the garbage. And if she does put out the garbage, she doesn't fucking bring it back in. Like I literally have to stop on my way home from work to bring the garbage in because the goddamn princess can't be bothered. She'll leave it out there forever. And she's so concerned about my mom's safety because she's there alone sometimes. It's like, here's a fucking tip, moron. Bring the garbage in. Because if you were going to rob someone, wouldn't you rob the house who's had the garbage out since fucking Tuesday and it's Friday now? Stupid. Sorry, I just get really upset. Anyway, so I wrote her back and I'm like, no. But now things are going to be weird. And oh, the best part is, here's the best part, how I got out of this whole oregano oil thing. The package didn't even come. So I'm exempt. But in my brain, it's like, don't manipulate me into fucking meeting your fucking stupid boyfriend that I don't want to fucking meet. Because, <laughs> So the last exchange I had with her before the funeral was super cunty. And then we get there and uh, my sister and I are sitting. We went together, the doctor sister, the prescription sister. So we're sitting there. And I know from a previous funeral that I went to, which I'll get into at some point, uh, you're supposed to go to the front of the church and the immediate family is sitting in the first pew, right? It's a Catholic church. So we go up there. Go around. You're supposed to shake everyone's hand, right? But at first we didn't go up there. And I'm like, I think we need to go up there. And then we watched all these people. Because, like, you know all these people. They're your aunts. They're your uncles. They're cousins you haven't seen in fucking 15 years. It's all this dumb shit. So we go to the front. And, oh, Shecky Green comes out again. And we go there. And, you know, we're shaking hands. And it's a weird thing. Because, you know, you're sad that you're at a funeral. But you're really happy to see everyone. And it's nice to be together in a way. Because we're all family. And... You know, you shake hands and some people do the double kiss on the cheek. Like you kiss one cheek, kiss the other cheek like the fucking Sopranos. And I forgot I'm out of practice. So my cousin's wife is very nice. And she's like, oh, how's your little boy? And I'm like, I'm good. And she's like, where is he? I said, I, I left him at home in the dishwasher. And she looked at me and I start laughing. And I'm like, what? Why? Just sh shut the fuck up. And then we keep going. And none of my cousins in that family have aged. All of them look like they're in their early 30s and they've got to be pushing 45, 50. So I looked at one of them and I'm like, why don't you guys ever age? You guys are like Benjamin Button. And she's like, oh, thank you. And she, but like, why? I didn't need to say that. Just you're supposed to say, I'm sorry. So sorry. That's terrible. You, you know, it's terrible. I'm so sorry. No, not me. No. And I, I, I get freaked out, dude. I get freaked out by dead bodies. They freak me the fuck out. I didn't like it. So I just, I didn't even acknowledge the body because you're supposed to kind of face them, do the sign of the cross and touch their, um, 
sleeve or something. But I just did a like a big sidestep and I was like, not going to do it. Freaked me out. I didn't like it. They scare me. It's just, but socially unacceptable. Okay. Anyway, we get in there. Okay. Now we sit down. We've done the fucking walkthrough. We're sitting down. And then I see my other sister, the oregano oil sister, and she's sitting next to some Asian guy. And I, I'm like, what the, f like, what the f who's that? Because she told me that her boyfriend was from like none of it or some shit, like a native guy. This guy looked like he was fucking Chinese. So I couldn't do the math. I'm like, is this a different guy? Because she is known to date two guys at the same time. That's another story. <laughs> like, ah, Jesus. Okay. So then we sit down and my sister and I, the doctor and I, this is going to be really confusing. I just don't want to use anyone's real name to protect the fact that I'm shit talking everyone. And I don't want their feelings to be hurt. And hopefully nobody ever finds this show. Okay. <sighs> Where the fuck was I? What's the point of this fucking closet show? Okay. So we're trying to figure out, we don't figure it out. And then Catholics, Catholics really are interested in really firm glutes. Okay. And tight thighs. There was you get up to to sing, nobody, you sit down, you get up, you sit down, you kneel, you sit down, you stand up, you kneel, you sit down, you sit. It's just fucking endless. Like it's an endless funeral and it takes forever and it's like, holy Christ. But it's also quite emotional, you know, like that's your uncle. And then the saddest part to me is when they cover up the casket at the beginning and it's just like, oh, you know, because they're never going to see him again. And that was one of the one parts, one of the few parts that I really lost it at my dad's funeral. Because it's like, you know, on one end, the first half of my life, he was just, um... I'm trying to find a nice way to say a uh, piece of shit, but I don't know that I can. He was just not cool. He was not cool. He was really mean and uh, really violent and really drunk a lot. But the last half, you know, since he cleaned up his act and stopped drinking, he was a bit more chill. And there's still some funny stories there about when we were teenagers um, that I will tell on another show. Okay, not this one, because I have to have something. I have to save something for later because I have to tell talk about my other dead friend. Oh, my, that one broke my heart. She, my dead friend died. She's very young. He's my age. And it, oh, that was this summer. It, it really, that's why I didn't do a lot of shows in the summer. I was really uh, heartbroken by that. This is like the sad show. I'm going to call this the sad show. You're enjoying your day. Everything's going your way. Then along comes Debbie Downer. Always there to tell you about a new disease. A car accident or killer bees. We beg her to spare you. And that about sums it up. So after the funeral, they push the casket out. And man, that's hard. It's hard to watch his family, who actually loved him. He was, I hate to say the good dad, but in our circle, our family, I think, I think he was the best dad. I think he was, uh, he was, he was a great dad. And that's really hard, especially in Italian families. Well, my Italian family, but he... He was a great dad and you could see that they were really broken up. It was sad and uh, I felt really bad for his wife because I know, I know it's hard. Uh, old Italian women don't drive. They can become quite isolated and agoraphobic. But my mom was agoraphobic before my dad died. So I don't think that's entirely true. Uh, it was hard. It was really hard. And I got emotional because I felt for them and I know what it feels like. And they actually loved their dad. So must have been even harder, right? So then we go and uh, he gets entombed. And one of my cousins, who's not uh, my dead uncle's kid, but like, you know, still a cousin, he's he's videotaping and taking photos of them putting the casket into the mausoleum slot. If you don't know what a mausole mausoleum is, it's kind of like a stone building and they just put the caskets into a wall. It's what Italians do anyway. And uh, he, he put that up on Facebook and the cousins who's it was their dad that died, just gave it to him. I don't know which part of his stupid brain thought, this is a beautiful moment. I'm going to put this on Facebook for everyone. Moron. Okay. So the other thing that happened that that mausoleum that I thought was hilarious is we got the tour. Uh, my family's really fucking weird. Okay. Like, <laughs> so my aunt and uncle, um, they have a spot there. My other aunt has a spot there. And they're like, hey, come and see our final resting place. It's really nice. And we got a tour of where they're going to be entombed when they're dead. And I was like, hmm. I looked around and I'm like, well, I hope, you're, I hope your neighbors are nice. I hope they don't make a lot of noise. And they don't get jokes. Because <laughs> they're all dead. You get because they're dead. Get it? 
Yeah, I'm like, well, this is a nice neighborhood. I like it here. Lots of sun, you know. And lots, lots of space to move around. It's pretty good. Do you know anyone? It was like just endless, endless jokes. Shecky, shecky, shecky. So we go from there into the little luncheon. And it's there I realize that something is very weird. Okay? Because what I forgot to mention is at the church, my sister comes over with this Asian-looking man who I now realize is the same guy. He is native, but, you know, he might, must be some kind of Inuit or something. They kind of look a little bit Asian, whatever. I'm trying actually not to be racist. So, you know, we met him, we shook his hand, and we all kind of walked out, and it was just time to go. So when we're at the luncheon, uh, we we got there late to the luncheon late because my aunt and uncle were giving us a tour of their final resting place, and why not? Seems completely reasonable, makes a ton of sense to me. And uh, now all the seats were taken, so I get, I don't like to eat at those things. I just don't feel well. I'm not trying to be dramatic or whatever, but I just, I wanted a coffee and I wanted to sit down and I wanted to fucking leave. Like I didn't even want to go to the lunch, but my pharmacist sister did. So I said, okay, we'll go. So she gets a little snack and there's nowhere to sit. And my sister and this Inuit man, I'm trying to think of, I don't know what the fuck to call him. I, I don't know. I want to say Tonto, but that's not even the right, you know, racial slur. I, I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to be. Anyway. Come along with me, okay? So we found some seats along the edge and neither one of us wanted to sit with that sister because um, my pharmacist sister has had to block her because she just texts at two in the morning, like evil, vile, ridiculous things. So she's been blocked and we don't really want to, and I'm still mad at her because of the whole oregano oil thing because she just was manipulating me into fucking doing her bidding. Like I work for her and to like, I don't want to meet your fucking loser boyfriend, okay? I just don't, even though he seemed like a perfectly fine man. So we're sitting there and I'm drinking my coffee and my sister's eating. And then my uncle comes over and he's like, why don't you come and sit with us? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be there in a minute. Meanwhile, I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. So finish your fucking like, you know, triangle sandwich and let's get the fuck out. And then he comes over again and then he comes over again. And he's like, just come sit with us. Come sit with us. Come sit with us. Come sit with us. And we're like, fuck. And then he's like, you don't want to sit there because uh, your sister's sitting there, right? Is that what it is? And he's always fucking, you know, looking for shit. So we ended up going to sit there. And we sat there, far away from my sister, didn't look at her, didn't talk to her, didn't acknowledge her, nothing. It was really weird. And uh, my cousins are there, and my one cousin is ecstatic at the selection of food. He's very happy about it. They had a uh, make-your-own-coffee, like with the pods and stuff, so you could have a cappuccino, and he was excited about that. And then uh, I had my other cousin say something to me as an excuse to have his own conversation about whatever the fuck he wanted to talk. So I just, I'm just checked out. I'm like, we're all fucking weird. It's not just us. We aren't the only black sheep. Like we're all, something's fucking wrong with everybody at this table. And that is a fact. Like there are weird relationships everywhere. Just some people are better at hiding it than others. Here's where I have a problem. Okay. This is the part that makes me the most sad. My mom, little miss agoraphobic, hasn't told anyone that I'm gay. And she sure as hell hasn't told anyone that I have two kids. <sighs> so, uh, I just, um, I didn't know what to do. And everyone's asking me to see pictures of my kid and let's see pictures of, uh, your boy and all this stuff. So I did. And I didn't, I didn't tell them about Stella. And a lie by omission is still a lie. But the funny thing is, ladies and gentlemen, they all know that I'm gay because I worked in a store that was owned by Italians that were friends with my dad and I got outed there so the owners knew and the owners are friends with my cousins, so they all knew. And one of my cousins works at a daycare that um, one of the my coworkers works at, so they all know. Okay, so I'm basically lying for my mom. And I think what I should have done is blow the lid off the whole thing, but I didn't want to make my mom ashamed. And I know that she's ashamed of me. Well, not ashamed of me as a person, but of my lifestyle choice. So I just went with it that day. And the next day, I called her and I said, I will not lie 
about my family anymore. I said, I lied for you at the funeral. I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm not ashamed of my family. There's nothing wrong with me. I am proud to have two kids. I have a wife and I won't lie for you anymore. And she said, why? And I was like, because there's nothing wrong with me. And she said, well, that's not something you go around and tell people. And I said, it sure as fuck is. No, that's not something you say anything about. And I said, I don't want you to lie about me anymore because I'm not doing it. And uh, we got into a nice big fight. I, I, I yelled. I told her that she hurt my feelings very much. And uh, she broke my heart. And everything I do to try to make her happy is so that she'd be proud of me. And she's, she just can't be. I just don't think she can. Like, I'm not expecting her, you know, to march in a gay pride parade because she doesn't leave her house. So, I mean, you know, that makes sense. But I just, I just wish she'd just fucking, like, not lie. Because it's embarrassing to me. Because, like, I was there and they all know the truth. And I had to lie to them. And I know that they know the truth. And a lie by omission, yes, still a lie. And I did it for her. And I'm not doing it again. So those of you that are listening and you're out and you're proud and all this shit. And I'm for fuck's sakes, I do a podcast about my life. About being a big, greasy homo. And uh, I lied to my own fucking family because I didn't want my mom to be ashamed of me. Like, what, what the fuck, dude? Just so fucked up. Uh, how do you like this comedy podcast? You like it? Do you like it a lot? Is it the best you've ever heard? Anyway, so I really gave it to her that day and I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not lying anymore. Two kids. I have two kids. So you can tell people whatever you want, but I will be telling them the truth. And that's it. Period. End of story. I hung up on her. She didn't like it. She didn't like it. And in true Italian fashion, the next time I talked to her, I didn't bring it up at all because that's what we do, folks. You have a big blow up fight and then you fucking ignore it. It's the good old Italian way. Ah, dysfunction. Isn't this great? Aren't you having a good time? Aren't you glad I snuck into this closet all drugged up to tell you all this stuff and bare my soul? Ah, fuck. I just want to see scream cunt. Do you think I can get away with it? Cunt! Oh, that felt good. I could do it louder. Okay, anyway, look. Let's get Rainbow and uh, my sister wife Lisa in here. They've got to have some lighthearted funny things to say because I sure as fuck do not. I am not doing this show on Ativan ever again, except for tomorrow. Okay, hold on. Hello, Sandra. It's Rainbow Bright and... Oh, Lisa, sorry. You're here too. Get off your phone. I am here. Yes, I'm here. And I'm queer. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's been a while, but uh, we wanted to say hi. Oh, and I wanted to do a plug for you, for our listeners. Uh, if you are a regular listener of Sandra's podcast, it is 2017, which is the new year. If you haven't donated to the show, please take the opportunity to do so now. Uh, I try and do $25 a year, which is like only $2 a month plus like an extra dollar. Um, so try and give something if you can, because she does do a lot of shows and children are expensive. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know personally, but I would assume that they are. Um, so... If you have the money to spare, donate to the show. Give Sandra your money. Yes. Do you want to do the calculations on that? No, I'm not doing any calculations, thank you. Not like last time. Okay. Um, no math for me. So, damn it, my dad, we were home for the holidays, and um, I, have, I have Catholic parents, so, like, they don't really get the whole queer community thing or our lifestyles and stuff like that. And then over Christmas drinks, because that's another thing about being Catholic is no one talks about their feelings um, unless they've had copious amounts of alcohol. So my dad is pretty drunk and um, we were having, I don't know, probably a pretty typical Christmas conversation. And then he like turns to me and Lisa and he's like, well, you guys could have a baby. <laughs> Born? I was like, 
you're, you're not supposed to know that, sir. I'm like, what what articles have you been reading? The internet. Been reading the internet. Holy shit! I never thought those words would come out of my dad's mouth. But uh, very flattered. We are not having children. That was in like the uh, we have like a Sheldon Amy relationship agreement and yeah. it's not quite as extensive but i think no kids pretty much was yeah sums that up yeah, i feel bad i wish i could i wish i could give him a baby without me and having to well yeah exactly right like not that this is <laughs> like i wish i could just give him a grandchild and Sarah, be like you want to give us one of your babies <laughs> we can give it to emmy's dad to keep him quiet <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work. And two, it, like if you take a child, even if it's from someone else, because he also suggested adoption, so he's really been doing his research. Um, like you have to take care of it. I think that's the deal. Otherwise, Child and Family yeah. Services takes it away. I think that's how it works. Yeah, Not that I know a lot about parenthood. Oh, big yawn. Sorry, I had to yawn. Not that you're boring or anything, Sandra. It's just, I'm tired. Well, you haven't been listening to her, so you can't be bored by her. You okay. must be just bored listening in to general. her. In <laughs> general. I'm just bored with life in general. No. So Trudeau was on campus today. Yes, he was. He was supposed to be somewhere else, and then all of a sudden, this like email popped up um, from the administration and was like, yeah, so the prime minister is going to be here this afternoon. And I was like, Huh. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So uh, I went on with the rest of my day and uh, I was on my way to the gym when Lisa's boss pulls me aside and she's like, are you going over to the other building? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go work out. And she's like, well, the secret service is like all over that place. And Lisa and I were having a conversation about this and we don't even know what the Canadian secret service is. Like, is it the same name? Is it the, still the secret service? Cause that's an American thing technically. Or is it like the secret service? A eh? <laughs> something like, the I don't, SFA? I don't think it's the same. It's the same. It can't be the same name, mm -hmm. but I honestly don't no, know. It's not the secret police because that's another country that has that. <laughs> But they're, uh, they're, I don't know, they're that invisible. That's how good our Secret Service guys are. Yeah. We don't even know what they're called. We don't even know what they're in called. In Canada. Uh, but there was, like, surprisingly little security, I found. But I was, like, I'm, like, they had to have somebody undercover in the gym. That's what my theory is, because it was right next to where he was speaking. So when I went into the gym, I was really excited because Trudeau is super progressive, and I figured he's got to have a lesbian security guard. And I mean, the perfect place for her would be in the gym, obviously, but I didn't see her, and then I was disappointed. That's You're just stereotyping because... We watch Veep, and there is a lesbian I know. secret service person uh, on the the vice president's or Selena Meyer's detail kind of thing. Okay, but, like, I mean, seriously, if there was a politician that would, like, have a lesbian secret service agent right now, it would definitely be Trudeau, because it sure as hell wouldn't be no, Trump. No, it would not be Trump. <laughs> Well, I think that's it for us because we're over our five minutes. Say goodbye. Are we? we are. Oh, bye, y'all. Oh, wait. We were at Lisa's Christmas party and one of the kids was DJing and he played the best song ever and I laughed very inappropriately through the whole thing. So I will probably put a clip of that song in here at the end because I'm not going to do an intro. Oh, yes. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know about. which song I'm talking about? Okay. Oh, yeah, Stay tuned perfect. for this. Bye. Bye. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the street. Tacos, all you can eat. Lettuce and shells. Cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yum. Cheese.
cheese, cheese, cheese. Yeah. See, that's better. Isn't that better? Little upswing. Little, little rain and tacos. Oh, thank God for them. Thank God for them. And if any of you would like to submit a segment, please do. Please, God. Okay? Because I, I just don't know where I'm going to fucking live. So I'll take anything. Anything y'all got at all. Anything at all. Series of toilet flushes. Okay. You want to talk about your cat? Or your dog? The squirrel that's been snacking in your bird feet? I don't give a fuck. Change of address 69 at gmail.com. Feel free. Now, Rainbow and Lisa, love them. Lisa, I just I just want you to hold me. Okay? Just just don't talk. It's not sexual this time. I just need to be held until all of the terrible uncertainty in my life is just taken care of. Until my mom loves me. <laughs> just kidding, I'm okay. I'm okay. I had a, I had some real genuine feelings there for a second, but I'm back to me. I feel I feel better. I feel better. But that see this is what happens. Something happens to me, I get emotional. I don't have anywhere to live, whatever. My friend dies. My other friend dies. My uncle dies. I shut down. I turtle up. Don't let anything out. And then things like this show happen where everything comes out inappropriately. And for an extended period of time. Okay. So that's what happens. So that's like the last time I talked to you, I got attacked by that dog, that, that German shepherd whose ancestors probably snacked on the Frank family. I... I don't know what to tell you, man. That was a long time ago, and I feel bad about it. But in case you're worried about it, that nice gentleman uh, used a wire to keep the gate shut because that MacGyver dog was going to plow through anything. But I'll tell you the truth. If the dog's in the yard, I just don't go. I just don't go. No, thank you. We all know what happened to the Frank family. Well, most of the Frank family. I want to be the auto Frank of that situation, if you know what I mean. Okay, so Rainbow suggested you donate, and what a marvelous suggestion that is. So if you go to changeofaddress.podbean.com and just have a little peek and a poke around there, there's a donate button if you are so inclined. There are Amazon links there if you want to buy something from Amazon. I get like a, like a 50 cents for every $3,000 you spend, so please feel free to do that because if I don't make a sale, they will shut me down. And then I will have to slit my wrists and it will be on you. And I thought it was funny that she mentions that Catholics don't ever talk about their feelings unless they're drunk. Because that kind of ties in with the whole uh, theme of this show. So good on you, Rainbow and uh, Lisa. And give them a baby. I would love to give you a baby. Starts with an S, ends with Ella. That's the one you can have. She, she's a maniac, okay? And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I know I will not have to worry about her. She'll be able to take care of herself. I was I was watching her, not babysitting her, as I was inclined to say. Oh, oh my God! I just burped on my own show. Fuck! Sorry. It's just it's been a it's been a dues. Okay, it's been a dues of a day, of a golden ticket day, and I'm wasting it in a closet. Listen, I was with her. Okay, she went down hard on like a ton of bricks. She gets up. She's got blood and spit pouring out of her mouth. Like, what the fuck? She looked like she looked like a brawler. She looked like she could have been in, like, Gladiator. She looked like she'd been in a real, real rough brawl. But she was like, should have seen the other guy. Like, just a fucking mess. And then she, she chews on furniture. Uh, the other day she had a feather. She was eating a feather. I had to pull a feather out of my child's mouth. She's like a fucking wolf in the, in the hen house. That's what she is. That is who she is. She's just, like, but I, I know Stella will hold her own. I kind of want to do a baby fight club because she would be the fucking champ. She is just, she's tough. And I love it, but it's also terrifying. Like, my kids could not be any more different personality-wise. Like, she beats up Malcolm and she's nine months old. So you do the math. You do the math. Okay, I'm going to play a song that I normally wouldn't play. But ever since we sold our house and there's no possibility of us ever finding another house that isn't equally as shitty. Uh... I've been I've been thinking about this song and I've been singing this song pretty well constantly. Let's see if it rings any 90s bells for you. Okay? Okay, please hang in there. I love you. I'm really sorry about the show, but it's what's going on. And that's what this fucking stupid closet podcast is. It's what's going on. It's what's going down. It's what's up. Okay? This is it. Better or worse. Sickness and in hell.
way too cocky She waited till I was gone She packed from dusk till dawn cat 